Yeah, so I, I used to do a, a, a lot of hitchhiking because I don't drive. Um, so that was my means of getting around. <clears throat> I was, uh, I'd left the Navy, I told why, you. Why did you not still... drive? Everyone drives. You know what, I took my test when I was 17 and I failed on just about everything in the book. Uh, my dad, uh, to save money, said, I'll teach you how to drive. In the, in the family So it was one of them where you sat, sat at the side of him. And it was, blood lights, lights, stop, stop, blood again, no. And it's a nervous wreck, you know. Yeah. So yeah. It, got to, it got to my driving test. My leg was shaking on the clutch and, and the accelerator. And I just, uh, getting in a car yeah. was just terrifying. No, not for me. So I'm, I'm stuck on public transport. And hitchhiking. And hitchhiking, uh, as, it, as it was then. I... I'd become enamoured with our mutual friend Chris, who who, who had the little soiree. Yeah. With his lifestyle, he was an actor, and I'd I'd left the navy and I'd come back to to uh, to Mansfield, a place called Uthwaite, and there wasn't a great deal going off there, uh, and I'd found myself going back to a paint factory, working in a paint factory, uh, sort of banging painting leads on, and uh, and I thought, now there's got to be more to life than this. And I'd go down and I'd see Chris down at London and there was all these drama students and it just seemed such a glamour. And I'd always wanted to be an actor. When I, when I left school, my dad said, right, what are you going to do with your life? And I said, well, I'd like to, I'd like to be an actor. Don't, don't, be, don't be bloody stupid. Was he down the pit then, your dad? Was he down the no, pit? No, my dad wasn't down the pit. He comes from a family of miners, but his dad said, no, you not to go down the pit. He became a, a plumber. That's um, yeah. We had school trips when we were at a school that I'm teaching at now. They had a they had a school trip to Ecuador, and we actually had a school trip down the pit. More green. Took, took us down the pit, Tevisel, I think it Tevisel. was. Tevisel. Yeah, so so like showing you your yeah. future, you know. Yeah. So I joined. The, I I said I want to be an actor. He said, "Don't be bloody stupid." And and then I he says, "You can't do that. That's just a trade. hobby." You need a trade. And he says, what else do you want to do? I says, well, I like painting. I like art, you know. And he says, right, come with me. Took me down to the Royal Engineers at Chepstow and signed me up as a painter and decorator in the Royal Engineers in the army. And I was like, well, I don't don't want to paint tanks, Dad. I want to paint flowers and beautiful sunsets. And and so I went to art college for a bit and then then he, he... I joined the Navy. Were you the only child then? No, I had a, an older sister. Oh, Nicola, yeah. Did she have a proper job? She went to become a nurse, but they put her on uh, the geriatric ward and saw one look at a pile of vomit one morning and, and quit. Uh, but yeah, she's got a proper job. So I left the Navy all the time. I still wanted to be an actor. I went down to London and I saw Chris and all the drama students and they were all singing show tunes in the bars, you know, and, the, and I thought, this is a life for me. So I used to try and get down to London uh, every single weekend, uh, or, or whenever I had a holiday, I'd go down there and spend time with all these drama students. Uh, but of course, I didn't drive, so it was expensive as well, going down on the train. So I used to hitchhike, because we live, you know, Huthwaite, just right next to the uh, M1. M1. Yeah. And I'd get up to junction 26, I think it was. And I'd stand there on the motorway and I'd be hitchhiking up and down. And it was, I always found it was really easy getting down there, but always 
really difficult getting a lift back. So there was one weekend when uh, I decided not to go down for some reason. I can't remember what it was. I was going, but I was going to a nightclub in Mansfield. Valentino's, if I remember Valentino's right. Valentino's in Mansfield. I have no Valentino? idea. No, I have no idea, but it sounds terrible. It was terrible, yeah. <laughs> it was either Valentino's or Harvey's, which then changed into a chain of nightclubs. I bet they had some uh, BD there, didn't they? Oh, yeah. It was... Uh, they, they changed it into a chain of nightclubs uh, that were that were named after film stars. So there was Bronson's and McQueen's. Bronson's? Bronson's. Did, did it change? That's, that's ironic, isn't it? Because he was... Um, Bronson, what was the film that he did? The big Tom films? Hardy. Oh, oh, the the Charles Bronson, the oh, the vigilante films, yes. weren't they? Was it with Dark what? Winner, Michael Winner films? Were Michael they? Winner films. That's that right. Yeah. What were they called? Oh. The uh... anyway. Oh, we digress. That's, t- that's we digress. So I'm in Mansfield, and I'm how old would I have been? I'd have been 21, 22, or something like that. And it was all rave culture and uh, and and sort of acid house and this that and the other and I hated that kind of music anyway and I can remember I'd got absolutely bladdered and I was thinking I really I need to get out of here I, 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 I've, I'm I'm banging painting leads on I'm gonna I'm gonna either that or I'm gonna end up down the pit I need to go down to London I need to you know see the bright lights and and get in with all these drama students and. The last thing I remember was, uh, oh, actually, I don't remember it. My mate told me this, that I said, I've had enough of this. I've had enough of this. I'm going to London to seek my fortune. Where <laughs> <laughs> the streets are paved with gold. So what time, what time of night is this? This then? would have been at about two in the morning. So remember, most people are getting the cab back home. Most people are getting the cab back home. Yeah, I decided to forego the kebab. And I set off hitchhiking. This I I have no recollection of this at all. The first memory I have of that was waking up to music, and it was kind of like gospel music. I was thinking this gospel music playing, and then becoming aware that I was sat in the passenger seat of a car. <laughs> And I turned around and I looked and there was this guy there and he goes, he goes, good morning, Andy, good morning. And it was an American evangelist preacher had picked me up. He said, I've been praying for you. I've been praying for you, Andrew. I've seen you. I've seen you on the side of the road. You had no direction. You were on the side of the road. You were staggering from left to right and I needed to put you on the right track, on Jesus' path. And I've been praying for you. Hold my hand, hold my hand. And this first thing I've got, oh I've just woke up and suddenly I've got this guy holding my hand and he's saying, hallelujah, saved you, saved you, I've saved you, I've saved you, Andrew. I'm taking you home, I'm taking you home. I said, where are we? He said, we're on the outskirts of the, the great city of London. <laughs> I was like, right, okay. So he drops me off, he prays for me, I, I sort of pray for him, we sort of pull over in this little lay-by and he's, uh, he's hugging me and he's praying for me and, and then he drives off and there I am in London, still in, because in the nightclubs then you had to wear the suit and the, I had braces on and a tie hanging round my neck, stinking of beer. But I looked in my pocket, I had a quid, I had one pound and I'm stuck in London, no mobile phones back then. 
fortunately I had my little, you remember the little address book? Address books. Everybody had their little yeah. address book with that. So I, I got, I got this, uh, this quid changed and I got some 10 P's and I went into the phone box and number after number it gets down. I've got about 30 P left and I've got one more number of a friend that I can try and contact. No one was answering. It's like first thing on a Saturday morning. And, uh, and fortunately my friend Joe, uh, who was from Nottingham, uh, she was down there and she says, yeah, yeah, I know where you are. I'll come and pick you up. So she comes and gets me and, uh, she'd got a little flat somewhere in London and she said, it just so happens we're, I'm having a party tonight. So I said, oh, fantastic. So it took me back. I had a shower, I freshened up. She gave me some orange juice and to sort of soothe my head. And that evening, uh, or rather that afternoon, she took me to Kenwood Park. She was very posh, Joe. She took me to Kenwood Park where she was with some of her friends. First time I ever tried uh, Terramasalata. Disgusting <laughs> stuff. It's still of, horrible. Yeah, still horrible. It's like fish paste or something not as good as shippums and codro yeah (laughs) vile stuff but anyway uh i was there with cucumber and uh, terra masalata and hummus and olives and things and uh, there was an open air classical concert in kenwood park and the music just sort of floated over and then that night we went back to her house there's a big party of course because she was from nottingham all the friends were up from nottingham so I had a banging party. This is all on a quid. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I woke up again with another terrible hangover. And these people are sat around saying, so Andy, where are you going? Where are you heading to? I says, well, I'm from Huthwaite. Oh, we're driving through Huthwaite. Get in the car. Drove me back. I get back. My mate sat on the settee. I went, I'm back. And he went, where have you been? I said, I've been down <laughs> London. He went, oh, you were saying that? I thought you were joking. He thought I'd just been in bed recovering for the entire weekend. He'd not even noticed I'd gone. <laughs> so that, that was my hitchhiking story. Yeah, awesome. made, awesome. It down, made it down to London with the, with the help of Jesus. challenge this week, Joanne. Many years ago, when I was smaller than I am now, both physically <laughs> and age-wise, although I'm on the 5'2 diet at the moment and I, and I, and I look like a Greek god, um, thank God this is an audio. Uh, I used to hitchhike all the time. I used to. I, I remember the first time I hitchhiked, I hitchhiked from Nottingham into Derbyshire and then went walking in Derbyshire. I've hitchhiked to London, I've hitchhiked to... Manchester, I've hitchhiked in Australia, I've hitchhiked all the way through my uh, teenage years and into my 20s really, even if I had a car sometimes I would hitchhike, especially if you're going to London, because there's no way to park your car in London, so it was a good way to just get dropped off. In fact, I remember when I went to Australia, I hitchhiked from Nottingham to Heathrow Airport, and that was a bit nerve-wracking really, because I did give myself a day, just in case I didn't get there, because I didn't want to miss the flight, the flight. But I thought, I was thinking to myself the other day, as I was driving along, I thought, 
you never see hitchhikers anymore. You never see them on the road. Apart from, you do see those guys that deliver cars and they have like trade plates. And I, and I picked a couple of those up. But I, I just wondered why, you know, in today's world when, you know, we could all do doing a bit of shearing, no one hitchhikes. You're absolutely right. I remember when I was a kid, there were always, always hitchhikers around. I used to beg my dad to pick them up and he never would. I have no idea why. It's something I've missed out on in life, really. I've never, I've never hitchhiked at all. So what I was thinking is because we've got some time and it's the weather's not too bad. I want to challenge. I think this week's podcast is a challenge. And the challenge is to get from our home, just outside Manchester, a place called Bury, to uh, the other side of the country, uh, to a place called Mansfield. Mansfield would ask because my friend um, Yvette has offered us a bed for the night and, and I just want to see how long it takes for two 40 something year old people that look quite smart you know we're not like tramps to get across the country do you want to do it with me definitely definitely I'm in I think we'll definitely get picked up I think it's going to take us about six months <laughs> <laughs> let's see so uh, we're here, Joanne. We're we're outside um, well, an, an industrial, industrial unit. Yeah. We're just outside. Uh, what would you say? I think we're in Middleton, aren't we? Something like that. In Middleton, just on the edge of the motorway, we've had a bit of a schlep, haven't we? Round and about. We're just having a cup of tea. Good to uh, must be uh, must be starting work. It must be a shift starting at twelve o'clock. It's got ever so busy all of a sudden, hasn't it? Everyone's. Hi, you lads. Hiya. Everyone's uh, off to work. Uh, yeah, so we've started. We left the dog this morning with Jane, our friend, and we have walked about two miles, I would say, yeah. across lots of fields. And lots of mud. Uh, lots of mud, although we're drying up now, and we're just having a minute before we start to try and get our first lift. What our plan is, is to hitchhike to um, a friend of ours, Yvette in uh, Mansfield Woodhouse or as they say in Mansfield Woodhouse <laughs> yes we want M62 East and then M1 don't we yeah I've put some uh, pictures up already on Instagram if you want to have a look yeah. uh, I'll put a link on this so you can keep in touch if you want to but that's it really so you know we're, we're going to try and stay away for the week and see what we see what adventures we can get into and get up to see what comes up yeah and we'll see you in a bit have you ever been hitchhiking no not really why not i don't know it's never really uh time for it really no work commitment you know i yeah. work six days a week yeah i just get the one day off so when you were younger and you wanted to go so you know when you've no money when you're when you sort of late teens and everything did it would it never have occurred to you to do it then not really no do you think it's a dangerous thing to do I think so. This, this day, yeah, this day and age, it is. You think it is? Yeah. yeah. Would you Would you ever pick a hitchhiker up? I have done before, but have mostly you? with plates. You know, when they got yes. plates on. Yeah. The lorry drivers. Yeah. So yeah. I don't mind doing that, but other than that, probably wouldn't not. So if you saw somebody like me, somebody sort of mid forties, looking not terribly unkempt, uh, would you no. pick me up? No. Why not? Because you don't know who you're picking up these days, do you? To be honest with you. You don't. I no. think that's probably always been the case. But yeah, 
Okay, thank you very much for that. You're it's welcome. really interesting. Thank, thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So how many people have been past us then, you think, so far? I'd say about 15. 15? Well, I mean, the other alternative is to walk up to the top of the motorway. Well, we'll give it 15 here. And then we'll do that. We'll have a, could have a stroll up, couldn't we? I don't want to walk on the motorway because the police will pick us up. Yeah, I know. Well, I know, they will as well. People will ring them up and say... I've got picked up before on the motorway. Police might get a lift. <laughs> I've had a lift off the police on the motorway. I was going to say, it might be a well, backup they plan. They pick you up and then they... Uh, and then they put you in a cell. <laughs> well, they drop me, he just dropped me into services. Yeah. And then I worked out that services are a really good way to travel. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? There's a plane there. Not a, a lot of folk flashing it at a plane, is there? Where? Just gone overhead. In the in the car park. Yeah, van. You never know. You never know. You never bloody know. Come on. Oh, it's warm, isn't it? It is warm. It's really warm. And it's really dead. I know. Maybe... Maybe we're not in the best slot. Maybe we're not. But the, the only other thing is, is to go on to... Uh, Come on, Kubla. Come on. Come on. Come on. You can do it. <laughs> hey, he is as oh, well. Yeah. No, he's not. He's indicating. Going Where's he going? There's another one behind him. He's Polish, isn't he? Oh, that'd be interesting. Where's he from? He's from Netherlands. Never Netherlands. <laughs> so that would be good, wouldn't it? That would be interesting. We'll be talking to people on a podcast in Dutch. Oh, yeah, because we're fluent Hello. in Dutch. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. Well. I know, mate. I know. Not as hot as we are. Come on. Come on, gods. 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 Come on, gods. You'd think a youth would pick you up there. You know, they're a bit less fearless. They're bit, well, they're more fearless. Yeah, they might I mean. just be going to Middleton. Yeah. Yeah. They're not all going to go our way, are they? No. So I wonder whether it's worth walking around to the motorway. For traffic that's know. clearly going on the motorway. Should we do that? Yeah, well, we'll be eliminating a lot. Right. So. Well, yes, I have picked each hikers up. You have, have you? <laughs> yes. How long ago was that? Oh, First one was about 20 years ago. Yeah. Uh, I had to go working in Norwich. I didn't know the way. So I saw someone who was going to Peterborough, so I picked him up. He was one of them delivery car drivers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he had a registration plate with him, so he looked legit. Yes, he, yeah, yeah. He guided me all the way to Peterborough and beyond. He was Fantastic. quite pleasant. Uh, second time, uh, I was on my way to Birmingham, and I saw two young people. And I'd seen them in the local pub week before. Ah, OK, so you had a bit of recognition there. So I recognised them from Rochdale. Yeah. Uh, in the, uh, they'd been in the bomb the week before. They were only in their 20s. And they'd got as far as Warrington. It took them four hours. Blimey. So I, I were on my way down there, so I took them all the way to Birmingham for the rest of the trip. Fantastic. 
and the last time I picked up a hitchhiker after my two previous attempts which proved alright yeah uh, oh he he stunk the car out <laughs> and that was the last time I ever picked anybody that up totally put you off did yes. it <laughs> so I've had two uh, they're just normal normal sort of people yeah and one that were obviously uh not had a bath for a few weeks <laughs> I think that's the case isn't it a lot of people say oh you don't know who you're picking up mm. and there seems to be very much a culture these days of sort of fear in the cotton wool society yeah. where you, people assume it's a really dangerous activity but we went hitchhiking a couple of weeks ago and absolutely there was just no real recognition people were just driving past and past for a couple of hours mm. and so we came to the conclusion you know just interested to know what stops people from picking them up and then obviously why people don't go on to do it i sincerely believe it's sometimes the town that you grew up in i'm okay. a rochdalian and they're a lot more friendly than they're in the manchester side of the year ah that's an interesting uh, stance on it yeah yeah, and people who maybe, I suppose if you if you live in a local area and you're brought up, you're maybe a little bit more trusting than if you live in a big area, a city, so forth. Yeah. That's very interesting. And take, I, whenever I've worked in Rochdale, they've been a lot more friendly people. Yeah. <laughs> big up Rochdale. I will, yes. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks ever so much for that. No That's problem. been really interesting. Thank you. Take care. Now. So now we've walked a mile away. We're right at the bottom of the motorway and nobody wants to stop. It's midday, I think it's midday, is it? Uh, oh, and it's just... Is it? Already? We've had a few waves, that's about it. Yeah. From people that think they're funny. Oh, lorry drivers are friendly, aren't they? 12.23. Should so, d- should do an hour and a half now. Do one of them polls on Twitter. Then what? One of those polls, you know those polls you can do on Twitter now? What? Would you pick a hitchhiker up? Pole? I don't think you can do a poll on your phone though. Uh, I'll try. Here's me doing twittering and stuff. You can't even get a lift. Come on, Laurie, stop for us. <gasps> Mark! You know he's turning left. Oh. I well thought you were going to pull in then. They're probably all going our blooming way, that's the trouble. I know. And it, you know, all that energy that they'll be wasting just sitting there in the car on their own. It's uh, it's silly really, isn't it? Do you think there's enough room for them to stop there? I mean, they are slowing down, aren't they? Yeah, they're slowing down anyway because they're coming. Maybe, do you think we should just go 100 yards further down? Yeah. Yeah. Let me go. Oh, that's it. I can't believe how far we've bloody walked. <laughs> Makes you wonder whether if we'd have walked it just walked to Mansfield maybe we should have maybe we should have gone over the tops yeah you'll do it here won't we yeah 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 that gives us uh, that gives him loads of time yeah well they're slowing down anyway aren't they he's he's a bloody trader he is he's used to giving people he's used to getting lifts Not a flicker. Not even, not even looking, are they? Go on, Range Rover, Come Range on. Rover, Come Range on. Rover, you, Range Rover. He looks Rover. like an eccentric. He looked like the car. Oh my God! It. Is she pulling in? Oh, is she? Yeah. Hi, Aunt. 
You sure she, she put her indicator on then, knocked it off? Yeah, well, she saw me. <laughs> she, you could have sold her some Botox. <laughs> what we got? We should have brought some blooming sandwiches, shouldn't we? Should have bought sandwiches. Should have bought a stove. Should have bought everything. Last, I'd say. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Come on. I've never been so unlucky. Have you not? No. No, not at all. See, I think it's an interesting project, though, as to why nobody's stopping. Because everybody remembers hitchhikers of old. You don't see them now, do you? You don't see them. And, th and the thing is, like, that sign up the road that says no stopping and no pedestrians on the motorway. Yeah. You know, that, it, that discourages people stopping, doesn't it? Yeah. I suppose. So how many cars do you think have gone past so far then? Well into the hundreds. Oh God, yeah. And so what was my theory? <laughs> one in four. <laughs> and, it, and it's actually smashed my theory of one in a hundred. Yeah, yeah. I mean, on the bright side, it's a nice day. I know, if it was raining, we'd be blooming doing one by now, wouldn't we? I don't think I'd be here if it were raining. No. I'd have just rang Jane up and said, we're done not it. doing it. Done one. We'll do it Come on, on mate. Day. He can't get us in. He's only got two seats. Yeah, one behind, there's two in the cab. Yeah. Then the one behind that is a car. And the car is. Uh, That's only got the driver Come in. on, mate. Oh, he's going to hold him. Yeah. Well, looks like I'm sitting in the back of this van then, look. Come on, pull over. Well, he had a good snag, didn't he? He had a good snag. Snagging to lift, though, is it? I know. If they're in that lane, Joe, they're going right. They're going right, yeah. They're going yeah. to... Uh, I would just, it was just looking, so I just thought... Well, it's just, you know... Right. Right, Joe. I'm also now periscoping. Oh, no way. Yeah. This is, um, I want to turn the microphone off because it's heard enough cars whizzing. Hello. Wow. wow. Hang on. Hang on. Um, where are we? Well, we're at a vet's house in Mansfield. We've got here, but. No, let's, let's just tell the listeners. The kind of day we started out this morning. Which, what time did we take Kit to uh, Jane's house? Ten o'clock was it? Ten o'clock in the morning. Ten o'clock this morning. Ten o'clock this morning. We were in the outskirts of 
um, Manchester, very close to motorway routes, an easy escape route. And what time is it now, Joanne? 6pm. 6pm. So we started at 10 o'clock and it's now 6 o'clock. That's eight hours. That's an eight-hour shift. And for the listener, Joanne, for the listener at home or in their car, how many lifts did we achieve? Zero. Nothing. Absolutely I, I, nothing. I'm... I'm, I'm I, I'm gobsmacked, really. I'm, you know, I'm gobsmacked. I mean, I even put, I even put a bloody tweed jacket on to look respectable. I know, and then you wonder if that threw people because we don't look like students. We look like people who, not that we, we don't look like people that have money, but we don't look like people who have nothing. So loads of people waved, to be fair, but nobody fancied picking us up. And we had this theory, didn't we? When we when we started this, we had this, we had, we had a chat about it. We decided, you know, we decided to look good. We decided to, you know, uh, be respectable. That yeah. was the word. Well, non-threatening was the word, wasn't it? Because our fear was that people are too scared to pick hitchhikers up. So if we look fairly respectable, then hopefully they wouldn't be too scared and they want to pick us up and listen to our story, really. Back in the day, you know, I, c- I, can, remember, I can remember people, uh, my friend Tony, she went, oh, there you are, I got an email. She remembers, she told me this story, she hitchhiked around Europe and she told me that she split up with her, uh, the girl she was doing it. There's two girls hitchhiking, they were yeah. like 20 years old and she split up from her friend. They had an argument in Greece or something and she started to hitchhike back towards France and England and she struggled because she was on her own, you know, because no one wants to pick up a lone female just in case that she cries rape, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose that's logical, isn't it? So maybe it's safe for two of us. But then again, there were two of us. Exactly, that's I what I mean. I don't understand. I don't... And it's not like I'm, I look like Peter Sutcliffe, if you don't know who Peter Sutcliffe is, Google him. And, and I'm standing on the side of the road with an axe. I'd pick us up all day long. And, and even on my own in a car, if I saw a couple in the 40s at the side of the road hitchhiking, I'd, I'd know I'd stop. What is the worst case scenario of you picking up someone in the United Kingdom in 2016? Worst case scenario, to be honest, is that they're really boring, they're a bit odd, and they get on your nerves. The smell? Yeah, that would be bad. Um, and then you I, have, I have, sorry, I've just cut you off there, but I, I, I have had uh, people in the car... When I was hitchhiking, when I was younger, I remember getting the. I remember w- being dropped off, and there were two students st- stood waiting. And I said, "Is it all right if I go up the road and hitchhike, you know, further up the road?" Because they were there before me, and they said, "Yeah, that's fine." And and the car passed them by and stopped for me. And I said to the driver, "Can my two mates come in as well? They're going the same way." And he went, "Yeah, all right." And these two students got in as well, and they were like, "Oh, thanks, mate, thanks, mate," but they stunk, and I was like. What are you doing? You're getting in someone's private space. That's still interesting, though, because you don't know the smell before you start, and he didn't want to pick them up, so it must have been what they looked like. They must have just looked down and out. They didn't really. They just looked like students. You know, they looked look like they were clean. They just probably hadn't bathed or showered for a couple of weeks. But we... What did we... you look like, though? What, did you, what were you dressed in? What did you look like? Well, I was older than them. I had just finished drama school, so I was in my late 20s, and I was an actor, so I was presentable and well-kempt, really. And when I first started acting, I had nice haircuts and used to tint my eyebrows and stuff. <laughs> you big puff. 
You can't say that on the radio. You can't call people puffs anymore. You did not tint your eyebrows. What? You did not tint your eyebrows. I did. I did. Once or twice. <laughs> I did. And see, it makes your eyes. Anyway, I'm not getting into that. We're not talking about that. <laughs> We're talking about the fact that I was very presentable. And, uh, you know, sitting here tonight, having been rejected and rejected and rejected, you know, something that I've, you know, I'm an actor, I'm used to rejection. But I thought, you know, a, a couple, an elderly couple maybe, would just see us, you know, a, you know, I, I don't want to say middle-aged because that makes me sound old, but we are middle-aged, I suppose. Couple trying to, you know, travel somewhere for little money and pick us up, but... I'm really shocked and really let down. In my head, I honestly thought we'd be all over the country this week for the week and we couldn't even get one lift down the blooming M62. I am genuinely surprised and at a loss as to why, really. Yeah, but as we were driving over here, we we had to go back to our house and get the car and drive to Yvette's house, who offered to put us up because she'd made us tea. Uh, so we had to drive a hundred miles to get our tea, and, and and she's we're in the spare bedroom at the moment, and she's um, they've just gone to bed. Um, we I, I got thinking, I got thinking about when I was younger, and and I probably were looking back at me hitchhiking through rose tinted glasses, and that I did spend a lot of time stood on the side of the road with my thumb out. And it wasn't as great as I thought it was in my head. In my head, I was young, free, adventurous, and I was having this adventure. And sometimes you got picked up quickly and sometimes you had to wait for hours. So, I don't know. It probably is. But the fact remains that there used to be hitchhikes on the roads, and there aren't now. You don't see them anymore. The the only ones you do see are the guys with the number plates. Well, that makes me. It makes me sad that we live in these little. Well, we don't live in these little boxes, but we drive around in these little metal boxes because we feel safe and we didn't just open the window a fraction and let a little bit of someone else in. It, I think. It, I think it, without a shadow of a doubt, it's a safety thing. It's about media coverage of isolated incidents being blown out of proportion and people absorbing them, um, and living many aspects of the life in that way. Um, I think without a doubt it's a fear thing. Well, so what are we going to do next week? See if we can get onto a plane for free. <laughs> See if we can get on the plane for free. See you next time. Say bye-bye, Joanne. Bye. Always go on the internet and get some more, can't they?